Ah, 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 and we're off. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fireside episode 35. Oh, I haven't done this for a while. I forgot oh, that bit. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Hello, every. <laughs> oh, my book. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to episode 35 of Fireside, a weekly podcast where I chat with my friends about what we've been doing and playing this week. Music. Welcome boys and girls to episode 35 of Fireside, a Podbros exclusive show proudly hosted on Wooshka. Um, wanted to apologise first of all for the two week break. It was 100% Dan's fault. Useless bastard. My fault. Hang on. I did one by myself this week. You could. Uh, okay. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was my my fault. Uh, life sort of got in the way. Um, but yeah, on the plus side, that's all going to be behind me soon. I'll quit my job. So. <laughs> I'll have more time. Shit, Dave's going to be unemployed. No, no, no. It gives me time to focus on Hibby Games, another dungeon. Hibbygames.com.au. <laughs> Um, and yeah, see if I can get them to a stage where they're profitable. Um, key part being to do it in a way where it becomes profitable, but it doesn't stop being fun. You know what I mean? That's Valvoline. always the, <laughs> that's always the tricky okay. bit. Valvoline. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that just reminds you of uh, straight back to champagne comedy. That was yeah. called frontal. Steve Steve Weiser. Steve Weiser. Yeah. Tricking, tricking. You know how I keep these tonsils yeah. nice and golden? Valvoline. You know what I you mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Champagne comedy, folks. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so let's get started. This week's beer is. Well, actually, before I get into the beer, this week we have a non drinker on the show with us. I should introduce <coughs> Dan Lehman, as usual. Coughing and spluttering. Good evening. <sighs> get him off, fuckwit. And Paul Rogers. Roger. G'day. <laughs> Roger? Roger. Whatever. Roger, yeah. Roger. I prefer the Roger. Roger. Paul Rogers, because then whoever's name is next. <laughs> Paul Rogerio. Rogers, Dan Lehman. <laughs> See, it sounds better. He's a Portuguese soccer player. Paul <laughs> Rogerio. <laughs> anyway, so I have two types of beverage on this uh, on this episode. So for Dan and I, we will be consuming. Yeah, uh, sir. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Bridge Roads Beechworth Pale Ale. No, I want one of them back. <laughs> Open, <laughs> bitch. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Ridge Roads Benchmark Ale, the Beechworth Pale Ale, is the beer dominated by its aromatic hot profile. Yep. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> you need to drink it, not do a line of it. <laughs> Off on the yardstick of microbreweries, this beer is based in classic American styled pale ales. Crisp and refreshing, a mouthful of aromatic hops. Aromatic hops. Beechworth Pale Ale is bound to satisfy hop heads, and they really put hop heads. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. 
Uh, and make a definite imp- yeah you can tell I copy and pasted this I didn't proofread um, where was I uh, poppies yes and make a definite impression on those new to the craft beer scene Beechworth Pale Ale is handcrafted new world in talking about pale ale dry hopped with both US and New Zealand hop varieties they constantly tweak this beer from season to season to get things just the way they like it and they hope we will too we can enjoy our beechwood pale ale alone, or match it with spicy and oily foods. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, it's delicious straight away. There we go. And there goes Dave giving his beer a neck job. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it happy. Um, okay, and as I mentioned, because we have a, uh, a non-drinker with us today, I have brought along some special gourmet soda. Ooh, Ooh. Gourmet. Gourmet soda. So it is the uh, Jelly Belly, imported from America, no less. Um, Special. Very special. Just Jelly Belly gourmet soda. We have green apple and juicy pear. Which one would you like to start with, sir? I'll try the green apple. Thank you very much. Green apple soda pop for Paul. Let's go straight (laughs) to the pool room. (laughs) So Jelly Belly. Well, actually, they're twist offs. (laughs) Are they? Yeah, they are. I bought them because they look like they were, you know, similar. It's got a very apple hop taste. It'll suit apple hop heads. Well, apparently, right, here we go. When I think of apple hop heads, I just think of guys with dreadlocks and iPhone 6s. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Is that wrong? (laughs) I still don't. I had to go and replace an Apple phone the other day for work, and I went in there. It was packed. Why are so many people in the Apple store? 50% 50% of them are wearing blue shirts obviously work there, but why are the rest of the people in there? Like, I don't understand what it's they the are perceived doing. They were factor. giving their photos to the junior staff so they could be rated out of 10. What? what? Have you not read that? Is that a thing? That is a thing. What? Is in what, junior like staff that Telstra been... bullshit where you can take a selfie with a staff member and get a... No, no, no. Junior staff have been downloading the contents of people's Apple phones and then in a private forum somewhere have been rating customers' private... Photos. Ooh, that's mm. just really? creepy. Very creepy. That's fine. Wow. Yeah. We should have a few of them on Fireside. <laughs> what, are we talking the ones that have been rated out of 10 or the actual genius bar guys? <laughs> <laughs> a little um, from column A, a little anyway. from column B. <laughs> Wives don't listen to this, so we're okay. Jelly Belly <coughs> Soda is naturally flavoured. It doesn't look naturally flavoured, does that it? That is not naturally flavoured. Well, it might be naturally flavoured. It doesn't say naturally flavoured. It doesn't coloured. mean it was flavoured with apple. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that Just might, so we're clear. That pear one looks like it's flavoured with urine. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> that. someone who really that needs to drink more like, water. That looks like a Russian athlete's sample. Yeah. Okay, Jelly Belly Soda is naturally flavoured, made with real cane sugar, and tastes like Jelly Belly Jelly Beans, meaning it tastes exactly like the flavour on the label. Each caffeine-free bottle includes 12 ounces of mind-blowingly delicious soda that tastes like some of Jelly Belly's most popular flavours. What that means is the glass itself is caffeine-free. There's fuckloads of caffeine in the soda. Awesome. <laughs> it must be caffeine-free if they're... It's not sugar-free, I can guarantee you that. Oh, it looks no. like... A, yeah. <laughs> I have five days' worth of sugar in this bottle alone. Yeah. Is it nice, though? It's not bad. If all yeah. apples tasted like this, I would eat nothing else. Mm. Caffeine-free, 180 calories per bottle, all natural flavour. Mm. Okay, so the games we are going to discuss today... Oh, is that what we're here to talk about? Yeah, remember? Um, oh, how far into the podcast are we already? No, we're only seven minutes in and we haven't started talking about games yet. That's fine. What are we talking about today, Dave? First game we are talking about is Warcraft Legion. 
Second one is Pythagora, a uh, mobile game. And the third one is Burger Up, a tabletop game. So we've got a little bit of PC gaming and Mac gaming, a little bit of uh, mobile. mobile phone and a little bit of cardboard. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. Pretty Very nice, good. eh? Nice even mix. All right, let's start with Warcraft. So <clears throat> I'm just going to check out for 10 minutes, fellas. Just yeah. let me know when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get you another six-pack of these. Uh, That'd be great. Yeah, That'd be super. <laughs> Um, so I know we've spoken about it on the podcast before, specifically Paul has spoken about it on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, we did have a chat about it at one stage. Yeah. Well, you spoke about it. I wasn't playing at the time. No, this It is took me true. seeing the Warcraft movie to make me renew my subscription. Oh, we're going to talk so, about the Warcraft yeah. movie. That was awesome. Well, the Warcraft movie, we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do that, we'll do that as a subtopic. Talk, talk about your game. Yeah. <laughs> How condescending. I know. Talk, about, talk about your little game. <laughs> That's only right. got 10 Go million on. players. Run along, fellas. Talk about your game. <laughs> we'll talk about your little PG when movie you're talk about adult right? stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but with the, re- latest, with the release of the latest expansion, um, Legion, I want to talk about Warcraft again. Now, I, as I mentioned, I'm not quite the player that you are. Um, but at the same point, I don't think you've played as much of this expansion Neither have you. You haven't like I've got in played... and done all the raid. And... No, no, this is very true. But this expansion, I must say that I've played more than any probably the previous two, or th- actually the previous three expansions combined. Already, oh wow, really? Yeah, in this short time. What were the previous three? So we had Draenor, so, uh, after Wrath of Lich King, it went to Cataclysm, where we had Deathwing as the final boss, yeah. followed on by Mr. Uh, <laughs> Pandaria with. Uh, uh, can I, can I just stop boss. for a second, right? Now, I try to be serious about the lore in this, but Pandaria is a land full of pandas, and it's called Pandaria. Mm. Isn't that just China? It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, Pandaria, could they not have come up with a better name than Pandaria? Did they all sound like Jack Black? Because I totally <laughs> would have gone for that. <laughs> it gets yeah. the forces of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be... Uh, no. yeah, sadly okay. not. That would have made it great. The coolest thing about pandas is that they are cross-race. I mean, they're black, they're white, and they're Asian. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty cool. They're not racist yeah. at all. No, no. they're great. Uh, yeah, then follow no, neutral too yeah. in the game, so... <laughs> Cataclysm wasn't too bad. Pandaria was a waste, in my opinion, it was a waste of time. Uh, the last one was Warlords of Draenor, where they went back in time to another planet, and we... Yeah, anyway. Are you back in time on that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That explains that a was, bit. That was, I was <laughs> trying to fi- well, I was trying to figure out why the story in the Spoils books why. doesn't match up to the game. Spoils I'm like, why I spawned as a baby with a Viking noise. <laughs> 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 and uh, now, of course, we've... We are revisiting, again, uh, content from Burning Crusade, the yep. uh, original expansion to World of Warcraft, but obviously with a whole bunch of new characters and the yeah. changes that Blizzard have made are out of this world good. So, really so let me ask you, so as someone who's never played the game, yep. um, I mean, how many years since... It for, well, forget um, the original Warcraft, which was just that uh, humans versus orcs, you know, um, hey, RTS. Hey, there is nothing wrong with that. I've no, but recently. I'm talking about the... the MMORPG, yeah, World of Warcraft. Yep, World of Warcraft. How long's it been? So twelve years later. Yes. Still just as good. Magic still there. Um, no, probably not. As a long time player, I think the repetitive nature of questing. Um, Did you pick it up and put it down for a while, or I, you take I, I played, coming back from a break? Yeah, I, I played for a continuous time from original release through until probably midway through Cataclysm, and then I took a break because I wasn't overly impressed with what came after but um, what they've done with the game 
now has lured me back to playing every night for three or four hours. And but still not the, that original magic. I don't think you can ever recapture that. Right. Um, the, 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 I suppose the gaming community, the online gaming community has changed. Mm. Um, people like me have become old bastards. And there's a, a younger generation of less... Okay, I'm going to sound like an old bastard now. I feel that they're less patient and less forgiving in... You know, it's could have been No Man's Sky, but that's an entirely other episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that echo. That's No Man's yeah. Sky on my world. <laughs> that's interesting you say that, because I'm... So I... I think I bought it about three years ago. Mm-hmm. That I held off for years because I hate the idea of paying a monthly subscription and having to purchase the game outright. If you, they gave you the game for free and then had monthly, I would have been more... But it's um, like at your full lenient. price for the game and then... And then yeah. you have to pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Plus, I was a Guild Wars player. You bought the game, unlimited time playing yeah. on the servers. You bought the expansion, there's the new content. And they kept updating it and putting on new festivals, new worlds, new content. They really did look after their guys a lot. Yep. <clears throat> what I felt they don't have... What I feel they don't have um, that World of Warcraft does is lore. All right? Guild Wars is a vastly superior game in terms of how it handles the MMO uh, genre, if you like. Yep. In my opinion, this is back three years ago when I started. Um, But I love the story of Warcraft. I loved Warcraft 1 and 2 as games. Warcraft 3, following Arthas through his change and playing as the, what is it, four different... Um, race campaigns in the yeah. game. Oh, man. Awesome. That was the first game where I'm like, wow, so they've really taken an RTS. Breath of the storyline through the content. Yeah, and is, the characters. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's your traditional characters, your orcs, your trolls, all this, but they they made each of them unique and useful in their own special way, tied it in with the gameplay, and it was just, you know, and then you start playing in World of Warcraft, and there's all that story again. Mm. It's in the, the quests, it's in the, the dungeon, all this. Anyway, um, so having done that, I got I got sort of bored with it and I didn't want to pay 15 bucks a month again, right? So I stopped playing it and then I picked it up again probably about... Um, I got a free month with StarCraft 2, the third one. I've forgotten what it's called. Um, so I jumped back on and that was about the time of Drainer. Right. Um, so I played a bit of that with a, uh, a druid and... Then, yeah, when Legion came out and the app came out, I found myself really, really interested in it. And I just uh, finished reading Illidan, the World of Warcraft book. So they do a series of books by different writers. That one's not one of their best, but that's a different subject anyway. So I jumped in. Long story short, I was blown away by how different the game felt. Okay, one of the problems for me... Actually, I've got a list of things that have changed. So (laughs) I'll run through that in a sec. One of the things for me that... um, that I felt was a big problem with Warcraft was walk up to an exclamation mark, get a quest, nah, can't be fucked reading that, right, there's an area over there and it says kill 15 of this, right, go do that, go back to the question mark, get your reward, he'll give you another quest, go over there and pick up 10 things off the ground, right, go back, and it was that again and again, and they were breadcrumb quests designed to lean you through the world, but if you you got to a point where you're like, "Eh, yeah, I cannot be bothered reading the entire three paragraphs of story for each one of these little piddly quests, right? Frequently known as the grind. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you just get into it and then you, you, you ignore it. They've covered that up beautifully in Legion, I think. They've got voiceovers. They've got animated sequences. 
they do the story as you're going through doing these tasks. They've still got the same sort of tasks, um, like collecting stuff, killing stuff, but they're so well concealed that I don't feel like I'm doing that repetitive, annoying grind as much. I mean, it still is, but I don't know, it doesn't feel like it. And I don't know whether that's... It's, it could be one of a few things. So here, here's, the, here's the topics, right? So the, uh, the different, the changes, if you like, that um, I see that the new expansion brought. First one, a new class, Demon Hunter. Uh, second one, there's a new area, the Broken Continent. Third change is the class garrison. Um, you did have garrisons in Draenor, obviously, but this is a class-based garrison rather than a personal one. Um, Third one is player versus player unique abilities. Fourth one, fourth one class specific artifacts. Uh, third one, the new raids and uh, not third, whatever number I'm up to. The new raids and dungeons. That would be five. Um, five. Yeah, six. And the sixth one was the legion app. So you want to quickly run through those one by one? How does that sound to sure, you? Sure. Yeah, sounds good. So the first one, demon hunter. What do you think of the? Oh look, I love the, the new class. Um, so it's another hero class, only the second in Warcraft. Um, so the first was What's Wrath a hero with... class. Hero class is um, exactly what it what it describes. That it's it's a uh, um, aren't we all heroes, Paul? Yeah, kind of. Um, Not all heroes were capes. Overpowered class, you'd call it. It's like Death Knights. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so Death Knights. They start yeah. out so a hero class instead of starting out at level one, one. and working your way Death out. Death Knights start at Death Knights yeah. start at 58 and yeah. Demon Hunters at ninety eight. So you've only got a very small gap to bridge before you're mm. into current content. Which I um, guess is why they've done it, so that you don't go, oh, cool new class, right, now I've got to play through all this crap again. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, along with Death Knights, who are still very strong characters, Demon Hunters are very, very strong DPS. Mm. Uh, I can't say how they go as tanks, but yeah, great change in my opinion. Uh, or a great addition, should I say, to the, the character lineup. I, um, so, first thing I liked is they've got double jump and gliding. <laughs> right, which is... I, I don't know, it's something about when you're running through a forest, when I'm a, a night, night elf, what are the oh. horde sides? Uh, blood elf. Blood elf, yeah. When I'm a blood elf, I enjoy, enjoy jumping because every third or fourth jump, they'll do like a little somersault or a spin or something yeah. like that. You know, just this bullshit crap you do as you're running around the world that breaks it up a bit. Demon Hunter's <laughs> being able to double jump and glide. I noticed when we were playing that raid, um, the one with... Ice uh, Cream uh, Citadel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that you were running and you'd use a skill that shot you forward, but me just double jumping and gliding, I was going past you all the time. The, the basic move speed was that, and it was interesting. It, it sort of made it, you know. Don't get me started on Hunter Changes. That's an entire episode <laughs> on the time. <laughs> um, the second thing I like was the way that it heals, and this goes into your tank comment, because I found that I tried tanking as one and it didn't work well. So normally um, you use potions or food or... Um, healing spells in order to heal yourself. The demon hunter, as you'd imagine, all right, so a demon hunter is a, an, an elf that has uh, basically absorbed a demon's soul and contains it within themselves. So they're able to draw on that power, but they've got to keep that demon at bay as well, right? That's the essence of what they are. I won't go into the details of that. It's another episode. Well, yeah. we can do the next five episodes on Warcraft. Um, then I'll get five weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> you just had two weeks off. <laughs> um, so the way it works is when you kill an enemy, they drop these little orbs, which are meant to represent their soul, and you absorb them, and that's how you heal, heal your energy. So if you're fighting a massive boss, 
Unless there are little creatures for you to kill, there's no real way other than, you know, the one potion you're allowed per fight mm. to properly heal yourself. Or do you get skills later? Mind you, that's at level 100, so... I'm at 106 and I still haven't yeah. found any... Getting to 110 and then leveling up your artifact weapon, you'll find will increase the healing ability as a tank. Um, whether, oh, you're, okay. whether you're a death knight or a, um, a demon hunter. And death knights mm. are the same. They've got an ability that allows them to heal. All right. The other thing I liked was that you build rage to use skills. Yes. Um, so that's a mechanic I sort of like. I don't like the uh, I don't like my mage um, having that mana that slowly refills. It's not a mechanic I really enjoy in WoW. I know so I'm probably alone in that. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people love it. It's just not for me. It's probably why I like my paladin so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all time down, uh, countdown timers and stuff like that, so I can plan ahead. I don't have to worry about. Managing a resource and managing my position and managing where I am with a demon hunter, I can just run around all my attacks attack as I'm moving. I'm not like a mage where I have to stand in spot and wave my hands around going, <laughs> it's just, it's just a, yeah, suits my play style. It feels a bit more like an action game, um, which is one of the things I liked about Guild Wars 2 as well. Um, so I'm probably going to run out of time to go through. The rest of your the, the rest six, of the uh, list. Other, other five topics there, yeah. So maybe we might we might come back to that as a uh, another podcast. Um, do a Warcraft one if you like. More than happy to do that. But is there anything else you wanted to before we, before, before we move on? Seeing as we've we just on, scratched yeah, I'll, I'll the surface really, really of it. Um, Don't <clears> stick <throat> two middle fingers up. At, oh, two minutes. Okay, so right. Yeah, no, I'm Jeez. used to that anyway. Um, I thought it was being subtle. I suppose the artifact weapon is the big change since mm. uh, Blizzard levelled out the um, tweaks you can make to your character. So in the old days, of course, you had three different classes or four if you were a druid, and you mm. could uh, there was a multifaceted tree, and you could. Um, spec in between the three specs you could use a combination of all three or just one spec whatever you wanted to use they took that away made it a very flat thing uh, to make it a lot easier to understand for the casual players fair me too um, <laughs> and bringing the artifact weapon back in whilst you will get to the point at some stage that you'll have all your artifact weapon slots filled um, it gives you a lot more choice to the way, as, uh, for your play style anyway so that's for me, that's the other major change. And as you mentioned before, we've now gone to a, a class hall as opposed to a, um, a tower of solitude, uh, fortress of solitude, which the garrisons were in. Fortress um, of solitude? That's... Yeah. I preferred that, though. You built up your base. You made changes. You got resources. The class hall feels a bit... You will fill that up, better. too. So you are, as, you, as you progress, you'll start putting different... Pillars of the world and other bits and pieces in there. Yeah, I put, I've put a few <coughs> things in with my... Uh, the garrison made the game very um, antisocial because everybody just stayed in the garrisons. It didn't go to the go, didn't go to the cities, didn't go out to the world. I played by course, myself now, anyway, so... And now, of course, there's a, huge, <laughs> there's a huge focus when you get to 110 on world quests. But yeah. again, um, as I said, we, we can talk about this for ages, so I'm yeah. going to be quiet now. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, I didn't really think that through. When I went through that list, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, there's so many there's changes a lot of in stuff this, and I think that that's what's recaptured my attention. Well, it's a uh, smart move for them because their, their membership was dropping off alarmingly. Activision um, has, had stopped reporting their player base numbers mm. at a, when it got to just under 6 million. And one of the lead developers was quoted as saying, this expansion, they are now over at about 10.1 or 10.2 million active subscribers again. Jesus. Yeah. So they've picked up 4 million, maybe in actives, who knows. But it's a big money spinner for them, I'll tell you. Yeah. Mm, clearly. Yeah. 
Okay, next Very topic. Good. This was a, uh, a game that you wanted to talk about, Dan. Uh, Pythagora. Pythag- uh, Pythagorea, I think. Yes, Pythagorea. Yeah. Whatever, I didn't look it up. I so what I so this, this is one I just stumbled across. It was probably, uh, I think it was a recommendation on the Play Store. I'd finished a few other puzzle games and uh, uh, this one popped up. And I thought, that looks interesting. And um, it's, uh, it's, look, it's just a straightforward little what I would call a dunny game. It's perfect to just knock over a few levels you know, while you're sitting on the bog. Um, and, and it appeals perfectly to... So it's a to, phone game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. yeah. So you don't play it. <laughs> yes. You can play it anywhere, folks, not just in the toilet. Um, but it's one of... It's, look, it's a, it's a puzzle game that's aimed squarely at maths nerds and um, people who just enjoy math, trig, geometry, that sort of thing. Um, so there's, uh, I guess, effectively 10 chapters... Uh, that, that increase in difficulty from basic all the way through to what they class as impossible at chapter 10. Um, I'm, I'm getting a hint that I maybe did f- Dan doesn't find yeah. them impossible. They weren't impossible, but they did take me a lot longer to get through. Each one of so those... So they're not quite KFC's hot and spicy that has all the hot and spicy of frozen peas. Objection called relevance, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> maybe. Um, so each one of those chapters probably has a, a couple of dozen or so levels within it or puzzles within it to solve and they vary from very simple puzzles um to you know there's four effectively every level is presented as there's a grid of lines there um and they refer to nodes being intersections of those lines sometimes they'll present some of those nodes and say draw a square that uses at least two of those nodes as two points on the square and it's got to be you know a perfect square but it's not always necessarily going to be along the lines of the grid that's been given to you. You might have to go on diagonals to, to achieve that. Um, but it goes all the way through to drawing tangents you know, against circles, bisecting angles, and, and just all that uh, trig and geometry hmm. nerdiness that I loved I was gonna when say I was going through high school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it strangely addictive for something that that should be just one of those things where you go, oh, shit, that just reminds me too much of high school. Um, so if I, was, if I was thinking of other people that I know that would enjoy it, Mark would yeah. love this. It, it's Mark funny, you know, I has thought, probably already played it. <laughs> Mark and James, the two people who are, uh, well, they're the most programmer yeah. people that I know of. They're the immediate two I it's, thought of. You know, it, because it, it really requires you to hark back to your, your year 10 ge- uh, geometry and trig mm. and, and remember how to calculate angles, how to calculate um, lengths of hypotenuses and things like that. You're remembering all of those old rules that, that came up. And nice. it was actually almost nostalgic for me because mm. I'm remem- remembering all the trig rules like Sokotara and stuff like that while I'm doing it. And obviously, the, the name of the game gives it away that it's largely based around um, Pythagoras' theorem. At least there's a lot of that in most of these puzzles. Um, and, uh, yeah, strangely addictive. I, the, the cool thing is that it also keeps track of total time spent. So, uh, Mark, the challenge is out there. I spent, uh, I think it was 13 hours, 27 minutes, getting all the way through to the end of Chapter 10. Um, so uh, I'll be keen to catch up with him when he's finished it and see and how long he's a guide and post, a, uh, <laughs> post my final score online. <laughs> Um, but um, look, it's it's so simple in execution. It's just it, it falls into that category of games where it really is a straightforward, simple concept, but astoundingly complex in execution that it just keeps you going. Mm. Um, and I f- the fact that there's effectively close to three hundred odd puzzles to solve means that there's uh, plenty of time. And Actually, I'm not even sure it costs good. money. I think it was free, which is even better because it's educational. Yeah, probably. I mean, look, it's and and look, it is a quick little game. That's why I only got a few minutes this ep. But 
at that and the fact that you fuckers keep talking about Warcraft. Um, but um, uh, if, if you're at all uh, a bit of a maths nerd and, and fancy yourself uh, a bit of a maths nerd, check out Pythagoria. I was trying to, but my phone's dead. I'd charge it, but I'm worried it'll explode. Dead or did it blow up? <laughs> it hasn't blown up yet. <laughs> it's on its way. All right. We've still got more time. No, Talk about no, it more. No, no, Colour no. Colour palette. What no. are the graphics like? <laughs> What's the soundtrack? Does it have an original There's soundtrack? no soundtrack. No soundtrack. Um, what I will say is that um, it's... It does require you to think and remember a lot about your, your, high, ten, your, your high school or year 10 maths. Why are um, you looking at me while you say this? Do you, because um, do you know I'm going to download it? <laughs> think, Dave, you're going to be too stupid for this game, okay? I'm talking to the other people. Well, it's okay, you're so looking at me. I failed year 10 maths. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're well, not to pass year 11 and 12, but you know, how that possible, I don't know. Mark, if you're listening, I want to talk to you about it after you've had a crack at it. <laughs> or maybe you already have, in which case we'll, we'll chat. <laughs> probably listen to episode going what the hell took him 13 hours <laughs> <laughs> 13 hours fuck that took me two <laughs> I did it while driving in traffic <laughs> uh, what's next Burger Up Burger. so this is a um, <clears throat> a game I first checked out because it was Australian and published by Rule and Make um, which believe it or not they're, they're fast becoming like days of wonder for me um, so what are the games are they done again? So they did Robots and Rockets, Rise to Power, yep. um, a whole bunch of stuff. And the thing that I'm finding with them is that they seem to properly vet and work with their designers to make sure that a game goes from being just good to being really good. And they're very selective about what they seem to to, to sort of... All right, my phone's on. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this is Yeah, this isn't meant to be about them. So... <clears throat> Burger Up is basically a, a very easy to learn set collection game for two to four players. Um, players start the game with two burger bases each and take turns placing ingredients on these bases trying to create burgers that meet um, customer expectations. Uh, each player has four ingredients in their hand as well as a pool of cash which can be held onto for points at the end or spent to purchase new ingredients. And uh, customer expectations are indicated by three face-up burger top cards that specify things like um, vegan, a burger with no meat, cheese, egg or mayo, mayo or, you know, something simple like a BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Meat Lovers yeah. Deluxe, which has me. got three patties, no salads. Yeah, like that. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> Man's burger. Yeah. 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 Throw away the fucking bread. <laughs> you don't win friends with salad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that really sets it apart is the way that you place your cards, though. Um, so cards are... The ingredient cards are split in two, with each half of the card representing an ingredient. Um, when you place a card on your burger, they, they overlap half of the other card, meaning you have to make a choice each time you place a card as to which ingredient you're going to use. Uh, furthermore, each ingredient placed displays a, a small symbol dictating the next type of ingredient required. So, for example, you might place a beef patty, which has a small sauce symbol beside it, which means that the next ingredient you play on top of that beef patty has to be sauce. Um, each burger top starts with one coin on it, and if a player completes and claims that burger, they take that coin into their hand, um, as well as all the points for their burger, etc., etc. When this happens, a new burger top card is revealed, and then a coin is placed on all three face-up burger top cards. So as you can imagine, the burgers that 
seem hard to achieve at first, fast become desirable as the coins sort of start yeah. piling up. Yeah. But, you know, that covers the basics of the games. Players take turns buying and placing ingredients, completing burgers and trading cards until the burger top pile is, is all gone, at which point the game ends and the person with the most points wins. A bunch of additional elements and stuff that affect your score, but I thought that's a good intro and throw to you guys to see what you think. So Paul's just played his first game with us before mm. this, well, half of the first game with us well, before it's the still, uh, still on the table. The podcast he built his <laughs> stupid tall burger and that's massive. Fucked up you. the table. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, fucked up the table. Yes. Why was she saying that? Oh, I don't know. Right. He has weird sex with tables, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not, not and then she me. followed up with better the table than me. <laughs> I'm off to mothers. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. We, I thought we already are. Anyway, um, the one thing I've learned in the very short time of playing this game is don't randomly stack ingredients. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, trying to create the biggest burger and taking up the entire length of a table is not a cunning strategy. <laughs> Well, not when you have to uh, meet the customer expectations in order to clear it, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot there were customers. I was meeting my own expectations with that burger. You'd just build a burger you'd love to eat. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Everyone should want to buy this burger. Why is it sitting in the warmer for the past seven days? He's building a Reaper from YoMG in Glen Waverley. <laughs> is that their big fuck off? It's uh, their spicy one. It even comes with a, uh, a syringe of... Um, of chili sauce that you inject into the burger before you eat it. Yeah. Ghost yeah. chili, one of the hottest yeah. in the world. It, it is very it's warm. It's a kicker. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass. Thanks Good burger. So, so you really <laughs> got to concentrate on what's what's out on the top. You know what you're aiming for as far as point scoring goes. Hmm. Um, yeah, you, there is a little bit of concentration involved, and also observing what your uh, fellow players are doing. So that, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, you're not aiming for the same ingredients, or you know, yeah. Well, that last game, I was definitely playing according to what you boys looked like you, yeah. were, uh, you were setting up. And, and I, was I was trying to. It was just my tops. the turn order fucking sucked for me. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it must be the turn order. <laughs> um, look, for me, that, that face-up element of, of uh, everyone else being able to see what it is that you're building mm. um, adds that extra element of urgency to what you're trying to achieve. I think... But the real magic that for me that kicks in is that those burger tops um, not only define what ingredients you have, but a lot of the time they define the size of the burger. So amongst other things, you get points for how big the burger is in terms of number of ingredients. There's a, a scale um, that's very, very clever. Um, it sort of occurred to me when we first played it, and that is that um, as part of the turn phase, you're only allowed to play up to three ingredients. Now, there's, there's a variation later on down the track that if you achieve it, you're able to play up to four ingredients per turn. The clever aspect of this is that the four different levels or sizes of burger um, go up in more than quantities of three. So mm. your first level of sandwich is one to three ingredients, then it's gourmet at four to six, and then tower at seven to nine, and then 10 plus for colossal. The clever thing there is that you're it's more than multiples of three each time, one more. Mm. So to get to a gourmet, you're first going to play a turn of three ingredients, then a second turn of at least one ingredient to reach a gourmet burger. And so like they've missed the fucking past year 10 maths. Is yeah. <laughs> 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 Next, you know, it's very good. <laughs> but it's very clever, right? So I every like the right angles of the corners of the cards. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. So well cut. <laughs> 
But the beautiful thing is that every level of burger that you're creating is just one more than a multiple of three. Yeah. So that it always takes one extra turn to get there, which is one extra turn for your opponents to realise what it is you're fucking doing. Mm. And as we've seen here, or as I've seen here, Dave will steal your fucking burgers twice. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that's because I know I know who I'm, <laughs> I know who I'm playing against. We yeah. watch very carefully, yeah. and uh, yes, <laughs> play accordingly. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so that f- the combination of the face-up element and the fact that it is even a bit of push your luck. Mm. Or do you sit there and go, well, okay, I'm going to... And here's the the ultimate strategy. You might have three ingredients you can place now that gets you all but one card away from your objective. Uh, maybe I'll just play one or two this turn and keep one up my sleeve and not make it too obvious. Yep. So um, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of second guessing and there's a lot of uh, uh, misdirection, I think, that needs to come into play because um, it's too easy for you to, for your opponents to see what you're trying to do. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah. it does yeah. force you to think a little bit further than just which burger do I want to build. But that and seems that's what to I like permeate about. the whole game, right? Yeah. Like everything is just so well calculated, down to the the ingredients and the symbol for the next ingredient. Well, yeah, that so. seem tied in. To purposefully make like give you a hand where you're like, oh, I want that, but that's going to put bacon on my vegan burger, and I'm pretty certain vegans don't like bacon. Um, Well, and and that's the thing, right? We should make it clear that that symbol you're talking about is actually the other ingredient on the other half of the card. Um, So, whichever way you're playing that card in in a a, Hmm. you know that orientation, it's always the other half. You need to play the next ingredient of that type. Um, mm. Unless of course, and, and you know, there's middle buns and other shit that mixes that up. But I think the thing there is that unless you pay attention, and I've got a large burger I'm looking at right now on an unfinished game, I did fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get there, and then I realised uh, that uh, I might have one too many of a particular ingredient that's going to screw me up. But that's where you can use the spatula. So they've got a spatula card, which is sort of a, it allows you to shift or discard. From an ingredient right up to yeah, the top of a that stack, stack of ingredients, up, yeah. yeah, from one down to um, whatever. But it costs you points when you use it, so it's it's quite a clever, clever little mechanic. To, mm. But but everything in it, the way the the way the ingredients cards are designed, the way the scoring works, it all feels very balanced. The, yep, the only yeah. two things I didn't like about it, but for some reason there seemed to be not enough one coins in the game. It's yeah, like they've done so. an equal number of one, five, and ten. And the one coins are used all the time. Yeah. Ten very rarely, and we're, we're constantly running out of ones. The second thing is that when you build uh, burgers, colossal. so a colossal oh. burger or, or near that are ten cards high. Yeah. Um, and so the first game, well, the first few games were all um, two-player games. Against I played against Kirsty and I played against uh, Dan. And you sort of have to sit not facing each other across a standard-sized table because your burgers become too high and they cross over. Like Dan's yeah. is leaning tower of ingredients well, right it's a, now. it's a U-shaped it's, burger. It's actually, I've wrapped it around back onto itself. <laughs> and, and with three people, it was it was the same thing. We sat on a, a the end of a rectangular table, but you almost have to sit far enough away from each other that you've got yeah. room to play. So yeah. I'm not sure quite how to get around that problem. It's not a game-breaker, but... No. It's worth noting. It is one of those things where, as I'm playing, I'm thinking, oh, I think a large, we... a large square table um, where everyone could at least reach the middle, but has plenty of space in the You'd in front of them. Pretty far yeah. away from each other. Yeah, I reckon sitting like making sure you're sitting opposite each other and staggering it so that because you're only making two burgers at any one time. True. So that's yeah. two. What are they? Hundred mil wide cards, give or take. I don't even think they're that, are they? No. I only look at two to three inches square. Yeah. 
inches. Two to three inches wide. Inch was rubbish. We're in Australia, oh, mate. My God. Five to seven point five centimeters wide. You think Imperial Mathematics five. Dan would be a bit more? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a the screen on my phone is five point seven inches. You said that still doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, look, it's it's absolutely... so it's roughly a Swiss Army knife tall and wide. Swiss Army there knife tall. There we go. That'll help everyone. <laughs> that's a that's a unit of measurement. It's called the MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> one MacGyver. The cards are one by one MacGyver. <laughs> are we talking about the original, not the remake? The remake. Yeah. This is not a TV podcast. Don't start. Me. <laughs> Hang on a sec. They remade MacGyver. We'll take it offline, Dave. <laughs> we'll take it offline. It's another Burger Up is a fantastic set collection game. Uh, Australian made. Go get it. Fantastic. Uh, how many uh, Big Macs out of 10 do you give it, Dave? I'm too traumatised to speak. They remade my guy. Oh, my God. He's right. still going on about that. He just won't still, let go. It only us. came up like... <laughs> he won't let 30 go. 30 seconds. What, what's, what seconds in, Dan? <laughs> We've already moved on. <laughs> if I stab you with a screwdriver from my my Swiss Army, thirty stabs. <laughs> um, yeah, but look, it's yeah, it's a great game. It's a good game. Yeah, mm. really enjoyable. Right, beer rating, soda beer rating. rating. What start are we going to do? Start with a Jelly Belly, Paul. Well, he's only drunk half a one, so it can't be that good. Either that or his diabetes is kicking in. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a sugar rush right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, look, it's, it's it's refreshing. It's crisp. It actually tastes like liquid cotton candy. I kid you not. It's <laughs> Is that very, nice very fun? no. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it said in the the description that it tastes exactly like the jelly beans, I was thinking, yeah, jelly beans are a nice small thing. Yeah. Yeah. Skittles taste delicious by themselves. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't drink want, a bottle of the fuckers. Want, <laughs> how many mils? Uh, three hundred and fifty-five. Yeah. Twelve fluid ounces. I wouldn't ounces. drink a. Yeah. yeah. It is very. Sorry, it's very, very sweet. <laughs> I thought you said ounces. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right uh, along. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, if I'm to be honest, this is sweeter than Coke, and that's saying something. Mm. It doesn't surprise me. It's American. Um, it Remember American. how I said it was imported from America? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you can buy it here, but. In terms of mm. accuracy of flavour, like they're saying, it's just like having Jelly Belly jelly beans. No. no? If, well, if they're aiming for green apple and they've ended up with uh, sort of like a fairy floss or cotton candy. Oh, okay. They've got it a little bit wrong. Yeah. Have you had the Jelly Belly green apple jelly beans? Yeah, and, and they actually do they, taste like oh, okay. a, almost like a Granny Smith apple, whereas this is very, this oh. is overly sweet. Very sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Too much but, of a good thing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know. I'll drink the rest of it. <laughs> look at the colour of it. It's like it's like unmixed cordial, isn't it? It, it does look like a yeah cooler, cooler yeah. flavoured cordial. It's like wine. someone blended Kermit. Mm, <laughs> <Kermit>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to less um less sweet. Well, actually, not yeah. quite. Mm. Yeah, this is a very sweet beer, actually. So a lot of pale ales do suffer from being overly. So pale ales are always. They favour the hops rather than the malt. Yeah, so there's always they're always stronger on that flavour. Um, a lot of pails tip too far, hmm. and too many, too much on the hop flavour. It it gets into the danger of just being a really cloying sort of taste. You can't have more than one or two, and you just go, oh, that's enough. I need hmm. I need something else to cleanse that that palate. You know, um, but this one you could drink more than just a couple and still enjoy. Oh, we've this. emptied the. We have emptied this. Yeah, we've yeah. drunk them all. Yes. Um, so <laughs> not twenty four, folks. <laughs> no, we did half a Bathurst and half now. Um, so 
this is one of those pails, and I've had this before, so it was mm. no surprise to me. This is one of those pails I could actually sit and drink most through most of a, an afternoon or an evening yeah. at a barbecue or something like that and mm-hmm. still enjoy it as much at the end of the day as at the start. Yep. Um, it, it's one of those ones that got the balance just right. Yeah, it doesn't perfect. It doesn't get on the on the back of the tongue and just, oh, yeah, okay, too much of that. I think I better have a water or a fucking bitter or something like mm. that. It just keeps working. Yeah. Um, no, I'm the same. Right. I've, I've had it before. I, I picked this one on purpose because mm. I, I knew that I liked it. It's sort of a bit... Um, it's got that sort of sweet taste. Yeah, slightly sweet, taste. but not too much. Yeah, yeah, mm. just enough to take the edge off the pale ale, but I'm, I'm the same. I could just... Yeah, you could drink it, especially in summer. It mm. would work just so well in really warm I'll weather. I'll clarify. I could drink it if it wasn't so expensive. That's about seven, <laughs> That's about 75 a case. Ouch. So yeah. uh, my normal's about 50, 55 yeah. For, yeah. The, for the good stuff for a, um, you know... Yeah, my, my average is about a, you know, a 50-ish case, like yeah. an Asahi or something like that, so... Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, rating now, remind me again the, on the Firestone scale, a three is average and a four is regular rotation and a five is, well, this is the epitome of beer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Envy of other beers. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put it just below regular oh, rotation. You didn't rate your soda. I didn't know that there was a soda rating scale like you had a beer rating Firestone scale. Firestone rating system. Oh, right, okay. Yes, out of, five, your out of five Firesteins, Paul, what would you okay, rate so Jelly Belly? Fi- one is, this is... Shit. Dog piss. Well, you know, no, it's, it is a step above dog piss. Okay. Two is below average. Three is average. Four is, I drink this every, you know, all the time. Five is, holy shit, this is the best sodi pop I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. no, well, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go for about a one and a half or a oh, two. Oh, shit. One and a half. <laughs> only, only that cost me $4 a bottle, you ungrateful bastard. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be ungrateful at $4 a bottle. This is shit. <laughs> well, you can give the pair one back and you can drink it on the walk. I was gonna, no, 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 I'll, I'll do that next, next, next time I guest I'll, I'll review the pair one for you. But this one is really too sweet to be a quaffer or a regular yeah. drink for me. Yeah, Fair so enough. maybe... I'll, I had a sneaky I'll be kind and say yeah. two. Yeah. When I saw the colour and I saw Jelly Belly, I was thinking... That's, that's typical American. It's, it's a typical typical American beverage, though. It's just loaded with sugar. It's just sugar. Yeah, but it's it one is, of those yeah. things. Sometimes it works. Like yeah. there's... um, Shit, they do that blue creamy soda. I've forgotten the name of the company. Oh, it's just Blue Heaven or whatever. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, and, and it's really sweet, that's, but it's delicious. It's, it's very yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Again, sometimes they get it right. Like any sweet beverage, you couldn't drink too much of it, though. Yeah, true. Mind you, Dave's on record on Fireside as loving his sweet drinks, and that's true. why certain beers yeah. have gotten a low rating because you like your sweet drinks a little too much. You guys are trying to cider there. <laughs> oh, I can't stand cider. Oh well, that's Maybe a whole other episode. Yeah. Well, then again, yeah, a yeah. good homemade I didn't pear like cider stout until some brick gave us this chocolatey milkshake. <laughs> That was awesome, that one. You. Oh, well, it's it's you. Oh, yeah. We're talking no, about you. Oh, oh, me. Yeah. Sorry, I'm If you listen to the episode, you would have heard us praising the beer that you offered us. You expect me to listen to this garbage? Come on. Research. <laughs> Research. <laughs> then you would have known about the ratings. You would have known the format. Oh, if, we wanted known you to listen, if we wanted you to listen to garbage, it would be another Dungeon Podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, I listen to that religiously. Right. Uh, <laughs> there's the garbage. <laughs> right. Well, here's the basic no. rules. There's a Firestone rating. Yep. We cover three topics. Review a beer, and next time wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> you told me pants were optional. It's not pants off Friday, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, we've only got an hour or two. Give me a break. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everybody, for well, listening. Well, hang on. We haven't rated the pale ale. You haven't? 
You cut the pool to raise the sodium. Right, I'll cut this out after. <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't do that. Yeah, cut out the bit where you fucked up. <laughs> if I did that, we wouldn't have a podcast. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> Listen to the first 30 seconds of the past 10 episodes. I'm sure one of them doesn't have a fucking. Try and find a straight intro, folks. Um, I'm going to give this a 3.75 fire signs. It's just below regular rotation. Hmm. I'm going to give it a 3.75. It is delicious. I would have it constantly in the fridge, but maybe not necessarily something I would drink all the time. Um, but the price tag does put me off a little, which I know the price tag isn't something we've mentioned on the podcast really as do. a reason yeah. before, except for the DeVille, which was... Yeah, well, you got to move yeah. your house for a slab of that shit. Um, the problem with this is... And, and, this is the problem most craft beers will suffer is mm. they come with that price tag. So yeah. it could never possibly reach regular rotation for me. Yeah, when exactly. A, yeah. But it's it's got that... It's a beautiful beer to drink. It's nice to have. I'd, I'd have it... I think what I'd do is I would have it in a regular rotation as I'd have a couple and then I'd move on to my regular for the rest of the night. You know yeah. what I mean? That said, I'm certainly going to go and grab some more after this podcast <laughs> is done and, and drink another... Because I've, you know, just got over my headache from the scotch I was drinking last night. So Very good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I finish the podcast? Yeah, by all means, wrap yeah, it up, Dave. Thanks, yeah, thanks. Yeah. You okay Go with for that, it. Oh, I'm totally yeah. fine with that. And, and totally edit this, this bit out. The, yeah, yeah. That done, dumb shit. Done. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, and this bit. bit. Yeah, and that bit. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the bit where I actually said that I'll listen to Tim on the internet because I don't. <laughs> no one listens to that Tim part, on the internet. That part will be edited out. Can you copy that and put it at the start as well? <laughs> all right well um all right all the places you can find us twitter.com slash another dungeon for youtube google are still being pricks so you have to go to another dungeon.com forward slash youtube which will redirect you to youtube.com forward slash ab72 xy dead exclamation park fucking exclamation park <laughs> Um, ASCII text it's, it's that's oh. the park down the road where you got to shout at people oi 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 what else uh, podcast at anotherdungeon.com if you've got any questions or queries as I said we're hosted on Wooshka <sighs> we're part of the Podbrose network P-O-D-B-R-O-S dot com not Potroast what else do I normally say at the end? <laughs> Only fuck it's like damn thing. Pot roast. Pot roast. Pot roast. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I was just thinking of Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That was Thank- lamb. Mum's doing a pot roast or lamb it's roast. lamb. Oh my. You didn't even get it right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No wonder, no wonder Tom Cruise doesn't return your calls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Charming. Charming. Yeah, you have to edit it out. Now we've got <laughs> any any pretense of class that we had. Oh, this right. <laughs> Let's just be clear. There was no pretense. We have no class. <laughs> ah, thank you for listening, everyone. Speak to you next week. And I promise it will be next week this time. Cheers. See ya. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim on the internet. Come on. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim on the internet. I feel like Fireside is a better podcast. They hit the mark pretty well. Catch them while they still can. They're yeah. going to be gone by my kids' generation. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim. Listen to Tim on the internet. Champagne comedy, folks. Oh no, laptop died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it.